You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of Behind the Braves, presented by Jostens, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. I'm Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves Digital Media Content Manager, joined in my office by Director of Braves Alumni Relations, Greg McMichael. We're taping this at halftime of uh, U.S.'s, uh, the United States World Cup game match. Match. The match today. As you can tell, I know a lot about soccer. I'm already questioning if it's even a game. <laughs> but uh, it is kind of fun here in the office. Everybody's kind of watching it. We've got it on the monitors. And U.S. scored a goal in the first half, and everybody cheered. So that's kind of fun. Sorry to all the, the soccer folks out there. It's still not <laughs> baseball. Right? Baseball is, is, is better. I'm sorry. Who that's, couldn't hit a big ball like that? <laughs> right? <laughs> Boy, just, just kick it in the net. In How hard could it be? Right? No, no. We're, we're having fun watching this. And, um, yeah, this is this is the off season. We're, we're kind of just getting ready for next season greg's of course greg doesn't really have an off season he's always got stuff. he's full bore getting ready for not one but two fantasy camps in january down at northport mm-hmm. uh, i've been working on a little bit speaking of northport actually we had a member of our film crew down in northport today getting some footage for the 2023 edition of the behind the braves documentary wow. i Spring guess they got it all cleaned up down there well they're working on it yeah. they're working on it. we I want- heard the big league field was done mm-hmm. you know they lost uh, all kinds of dirt down there just got washed right away so i think last week they had finished up before thanksgiving they got all the dirt replaced now they're working on the triple a double a fields and so yeah it's uh they you know they had some damage especially when you get your mounds washed away you got to rebuild those things and right dirt you think about i think 135 metric tons of dirt i don't know how much that is but it's a lot of dump trucks that's a lot yeah well we've got i know mike dunn christina and the whole staff down there doing a heck of a job getting that place back together and ready mm-hmm. uh, not just for uh, spring training and, and the big league teams arrive but for fantasy camp, that's the first event yeah. that's coming up. We'll work there. it out. See how it, see how it get yeah. ready for get it ready for spring training. Yeah, though we'll be the guinea pigs again. That works. We we actually were there for the first time. You know, outside that one game that was played. When was that? Nineteen. Mm-hmm. At the end of spring training, right? We were the first. We spent a whole week there in in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and. Um, we kind of we kind of broke it in for them a little bit at the academy, and should be a lot of fun this year. Everybody's excited, and we, all kinds of phone calls about fantasy camp. Good. Well, it's it's going to be here before we know it. I'm mm-hmm. really looking forward to it. Before we get into uh, talking about our guest, which we have a, a really cool conversation with our, our guest today. Uh, the big news, of course, this week. I know you're all excited. You've all you all heard about it yesterday. Uh, Metallica new album yes. and tour announced. So <laughs> I think everybody's just roll. Everybody in the office is rolling their eyes at me. Dan- be Metallica. Dude. Well, listen, I don't have I, I don't well I don't have any control over Metallica either. But um, I know I think everybody here in the office yesterday was rolling their eyes as soon as I, I mean I was mid sentence yesterday morning talking to Katie and Victoria here with our marketing team and I looked down at my phone and saw that Metallica had, had announced. Uh, all of it at the same time. New song, new album, new tour, the whole deal. And I literally just stopped what I was saying mid-sentence, looked at my phone and said, Metallica just announced a new album, gotta go. And came back to my office and uh, immediately started researching. So. No no stadium tours in the South. I know. It's an odd deal. It's, it's, they're go- well, they're getting older. And so, you know, they're pushing. Yeah, they're going to Mexico. They're going all over the world. Well, I know. I know. I don't know. I think maybe because the last couple tours, they've spent a lot of time in the, the South. Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They're doing 22 they cities. They usually don't come here. 
you told me that it's very rare for them to come out here on the in the south. No, they've been no, here in no. a long time. No, no, they've been heck. They've played here in Atlanta uh, twice since oh, I've really? lived here. Yeah, because I oh, went okay. both times. And and I, I saw thought them they in, just didn't like sweet tea. Or no, something. no, and I saw them in Alabama too, oh, in Birmingham. Okay. Well, so. Yeah. Right. And they just played Florida uh, a couple weeks oh, okay. ago. Well, so, yeah. I don't know where I got that from. but Yeah. Fake news. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> but they were West Coast boys. They didn't want to show up over here. Right, right. So, yeah. No, that, that that's uh, – if you've listened to this show long enough or you've ever seen my office here, Greg's sitting right next to my one Metallica poster I have up. And, actually, that picture right there, oh, Greg, yeah. is from their show they did here in the first nice. year of this ballpark's existence. That's in right. 2017. So, that's the big news. Now, listen. The big news is – that it hasn't happened yet. We're all waiting on what is going to be the big news or what is going to be the first significant uh, roster move that Alex and his team makes. So we're just like you in that one. We're, I mean, we're fans too, and we're just kind of waiting to see. I know that we have 100% trust in him and his crew. Five straight division titles in the World Series will makes it pretty easy to trust the folks upstairs. Yes, so we're waiting just like you. And whenever something does happen, I know we'll be talking about it here on Behind the Braves, presented by Jostens. Uh, by the way, I'm going to say this. I've said it a number of times before, and I'll say it again. Justins.com slash Braves. Uh, Christmas time is upon us. As we're taping this, we're almost to December. The last couple of years, I'm proud to say I've I've reformed myself, and I am I pretty much have my shopping done by December 1st every Jeez. year. I do, and I'm pretty much done this year. We just so, drew names. Uh, well, uh, we drew names at Thanksgiving, and I... Already Man, just like you guys that, are knocked on out, it. Knocked out my I'm secret. Not, I say I don't work that way. I need energy, so I got to procrastinate a little bit so I can get that energy to get all my shopping done. But then when, once I get it, it's yeah. done in one day. Okay. See, I discovered that by getting it done early, I then enjoy December and Christmas mm. and all the traditions that much more. Mm. And then. You know, if I'm out and about with somebody that, or a family member or friend who hasn't finished their shopping, I can pick up some little knickknacks and stuff here and there that maybe just add to my gifts that I've already there we got. Go. I'll give you my Christmas list. I know I haven't given it to you yet. So. Okay. Well, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to wait till you get all your shopping done and then give you my Christmas yeah, list. Yeah, <laughs> give me your list. And if there's something on... If you're looking for any Braves items... No, 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 no. You need to go to jostas.com slash Braves, oh, and you okay. can knock out a lot of it. You can go to the Shop Men's. You can go to the Shop with women's page you can get our beloved paperweight you can get rings you can get earrings you get key rings you get all kinds of stuff over there greg so sounds good jostens.com slash braves go check it out okay so let's get into our guest today we're releasing this on november 30th the last day of november november is national native american heritage month and we are very proud to have laura blythe from eastern band of cherokee indians she's on the atlanta braves cultural committee folks here in our office have worked closely with her for the last couple of years now you've worked with Mm -hmm. her on a number of things and we wanted to have her on we thought that this was a great time to do it uh, as we close out november and to have her talk about the relationship that the braves and the ebci have and that has not only been developed but i think it's been strengthened over the last couple of years she's just a great spokesperson first of all for me for the ebci i mean what little i've gotten to know her and then listen to her talk before we had interviewed her i i hadn't gotten that chance to work with her 
before, but she was took part in a panel discussion uh, over Zoom for all of us here in the office at the beginning of November. And you get the feeling from her that you're not getting. She's not giving you any BS. She's going <laughs> to tell you how she feels. And I think that made me instantly like her that much more. That you got that feeling that if I'm asking her something or I'm going to talk to her about something, she's not going to sugarcoat it. She's just going to tell me how it is. And I, especially the older I get, the more I appreciate that about people. So uh, you've worked with Laura on on some things in the past, correct? Yeah, we did our. Uh, the first clinic we had at the beginning of the year up at um, up at Cherokee brought up some alumni. We had Paul Bird there, Nick Green, and Brian Jordan. Got to put on a clinic. She helped me put that together. And we've been talking about how we can impact their youth for um, in baseball and softball. So uh, looking forward to working with her some more because we have we have some um, unfinished business up there from the standpoint that we thought we were going to get to do something this year, but it looks like it'll be next year. So we're trying to get together with the coaches and. Uh, in their in their youth programs is is in uh, baseball parks and rec but uh, big brace fans up there they love baseball and um, and then Laura's been um, fun getting to know and she like you said she is a straight shooter she's she's done uh, a lot of good things in her area and we are uh, we're proud to to partner with her and looking forward to working with her some more in 2023 definitely so we'll we'll get right into the interview definitely go go check out visit cherokeenc.com it's a wonderful area up there that whole part of north carolina it's beautiful uh, is is amazing uh, i've been to various parts of western north carolina but as i tell laura here in the interview i'm i've not been to cherokee specifically but it's it's i'm going to get up there soon in fact she and i are corresponding back back and forth a little bit after our interview we both uh we have a shared love of mountain biking and she was telling me some of the best trails to it to ride up there in cherokee in the area so i'm going to get up there soon and do that but uh without further ado here she is laura blythe well laura thanks so much for joining us here on behind the braves really really excited to have you i've and this is uh, the honest truth This is my first time meeting you, but I've heard so much about you from folks here in the office, from Greg, from Adam, from so many of our folks who have gotten to meet you and work with you over the last couple of years uh, and visit you guys up there in Cherokee, which is very high on my list. I still haven't gotten the chance to come up there, but I'm hoping to come up there this offseason at some point. So just thank you for taking the time to be with us. Of course, it's it's National Native American Heritage Month. You were uh, took part in a panel that all of us here in the Braves front office had the the pleasure and fortune of being able to just listen and learn from you guys, and which was just so great. So just let's start there. As an enrolled member of the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians, what does National Native American Heritage Month mean to you? To me personally, I'm Native American every day. So, you know, <laughs> I do feel like having the month to spotlight some, you know, positive influences in Native American culture and Native American people who have done some amazing things is a good thing. I think that the month of November being Native American Heritage Month, that offers the opportunity for anybody who is not part of a Native community to be educated and work on informing themselves about the many different tribes and nations that we do have here. You know, there are 574 federally recognized tribes, the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians being one of those. And so the thing about what people may not know is 
we're all uniquely different. We have different customs. We have different ceremonies. We have different languages. And so we were we are all uniquely Native American tribes, which I think is, a, is an amazing thing to have so much diversity. Oh, absolutely. So for folks who follow the Braves on social media, or maybe they've been to EBCI night at, at Truist Park, I hope that they've seen uh, a a piece that we put out a couple years ago, we titled it, We're Still Here. And it was that was the theme of the video. And I know you touched on that statement when you were in the panel discussion with our with our office staff here earlier this month. And so in working with the EBCI, we as the Braves, we've learned the importance of that statement or that phrase, we're still here. What is the significance of that phrase? And what does it mean to you personally? We're still here is is a phrase used in native country um, all over. And for me personally, it, it taps into, you know, it's very hard for me to describe because to me it is a very powerful statement. And it's powerful because I have learned my Cherokee history and my Cherokee heritage. I, I dug in, you know, about five years years ago, pretty heavily into what it means to me to be Cherokee and what I am supposed to do as a Cherokee person. And through that process, I learned a lot more of the history of our particular tribe. But I also know that other Native American tribes have gone through some really hard things. And we're still here actually helps us defeat and overcome some of the genocide that our tribes had to go through, thousands and thousands of nations were completely wiped out, languages, customs lost. And for those of us that are still here as Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians or Cherokee Nation or United Gadua Band, Navajo, Diné, Choctaw, Seminole, we're still here means that we are extremely strong, we are extremely resilient, and we have been able to overcome what our, anse- what our ancestors have had to go through in order to still be here. There are many Native nations now that are that are still struggling, that are still working hard to continue to overcome some of the historical trauma and things that have come from, you know, dark parts of American history. And so we're still here means exactly that. You know, we are strong, we are thriving, we are continuing our customs, which at one time we were not allowed to do. We are perpetuating those and teaching the younger generations. And hopefully we will continue to be here. We will be, you know, our we don't want to lose any piece of who we are as Native people. And for me, be an Eastern band, for my children to be thriving and living a life that initially, you know, we weren't supposed to have. The Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians aren't even supposed to be here in Western North Carolina. But, you know, our ancestors were able to establish this community, make sure we we continued our roots here in our ancestral homelands. And so we're still here is very strong and a powerful phrase for me to be able to use personally. Well, hey, Laura, I appreciate you being on with us as well today. And I have been up in Cherokee many times growing up, probably closer than Atlanta. I grew up in Knoxville. So as a young as a young man and a child, my parents took me up into that area a lot. And I, I just I, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. I enjoyed being able to come back up and 
be a part of what we're doing now. And I think for me, for my part to play, I get to be a part of our Growing the Game initiative. And you and I, you know, we worked together to put the the clinic up there this this year, which was a lot of fun where we had the baseball and softball teams come out. We brought some alumni up. And um, I know that we want to expand on that and we want to do a lot more work, which I'm real excited about. But uh, how do you see that building relationships with with uh you know the Atlanta Braves we're we're obviously we're a baseball team but our part to come up there and to bring something that we know and love and to try to connect with the community do you think that you know a baseball team in Atlanta can help build relations through the game of baseball and softball up in Cherokee you know as part of growing the game initiative we we know that uh baseball and softball are great sports and you guys love sports and so us coming up there and and helping develop young players how, how does that help us build a relationship with you guys? So in recent years, I've actually seen the love for baseball and softball grow here in our community. And it's something really good for me to see personally because I love playing softball. One of the things growing up, we didn't have a lot of access to clinics or camps. Um, we, we, we're we really heavy into basketball and football here. And baseball and softball kind of gets shifted off to the side a little bit. But I'm really happy to see that that is growing. And for the Atlanta Braves to come in and bring, you know, professional athletes who have been part of the game their entire lives to bring that experience and that knowledge here, I believe it just shows and grows and builds our youth's interest. And not everybody participates in cross country or track or bas- basketball. So baseball and softball are an alternative outlet in the sports world, team sports. And we all know how much that that can grow, help a person grow socially and, you know, forming them team bonds. Some of the greatest times of your life is playing high school sports and the relationship that we can grow and build between our communities and our organizations will only boost the level of interest. And it will actually open eyes here for our youth to say, there are things out there that I can shoot for. There's there's bigger than just Western North Carolina. And kids don't listen to their mama and daddies. And sometimes they, they rarely listen to their coaches. But when you bring in some people you know have been heavy hitters and part of a really big games in their life, they tend to listen a little bit more. So I think that it's an amazing thing what we're able to do, uniting the organization with the community and, and giving the opportunity for kids to grow, learn, expand, and hopefully for the Atlanta Braves one day. There you go. Well, that that's interesting you brought that up because I've talked to some of my other Native American friends from around the country. You know, we were able to put together the showcase for the first time called the Native American Showcase. And we had uh, Native American young men from all over the country play here at Truist Park in front of college coaches and scouts. And one of the things that we kept talking about, not from our perspective, but the mentors that came with them who were uh, Native American high school coaches, they talked about Yes, opportunity and access, right, for them to to be exposed to um, other colleges and pro scouts, but also to give them a bigger worldview. And I think that's really important, no matter if you live in Cherokee or South Dakota or California, sometimes you got to get out 
of you know your comfort zone and and see other and experience other things and so I, I was real excited that we were able to provide that that was not something that I thought of but from from some of the mentors they talked about how important it was for these young men to see that there was something outside of you know where they lived and that they got to see you know this big world and and some opportunities so I was real excited about that and of course you know I, I'm curious for you how do you think that that impacts the young men and women that we're talking to from from the perspective of that it that does it really give them some dreams that they may not have had I believe it does. I believe it does. The exposure and the things that you can see beyond your your community borders. Um, some live on reservations. Of course, here, Cherokee is Kuala Boundary. It's not technically a reservation. A lot of people don't know that. But a lot of times people don't leave their reservations and they think that, okay, this is just something I play from here to here. And they're how could I build upon that? Even though I have a love for this game, I don't know where to go next. I don't know how to get out there. I don't know, you know, how to put my name out there or go find clinics or camps, those types of things. So having the Native American showcase and pulling in youth from all different tribes all over. I heard there there were some even come down from Canada. It just opens a world of opportunities to Native American communities that don't normally get that. And, you know, it was really good. Some of those kids had to have fundraisers in order to be able to afford to go to this showcase. But they were so excited. Native American communities support their youth. They support each other. And they were able to send these kids to this showcase, which normally we would not be able to go to. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some fans may have seen, you know, maybe they've seen Chief Sneed when he's visited the ballpark on, on TV or if they were here at the game or maybe they've they've caught a little wind of of some of the work that EBCI and the Braves have done together. But how how would you describe, I don't know if how many fans really know how much of a partnership this truly is. How would you describe the partnership between EBCI and the Atlanta Braves? So prior to me being on the Atlanta Braves Cultural Committee, to my understanding, the EBCI and the Atlanta Braves have had some kind of relationship. And I'm, I don't think it's full-blown partnership of sorts. So when the Braves organization approached EBCI and talked about, hey, how can, how can we work together? How can we support your community and make sure that we are able to educate our fan base and our guests that come here? It was it was a great 
opportunity to develop and form a, a stronger partnership. And so through that, we have been able to work through the Atlanta Braves Cultural Committee and help educate Braves organization staff members. We've also been able to help educate the fan base whenever they come through. We have certain elements in Truist Park itself that people can get information about the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. We've also been able to run different programming. You know, the Braves have come into our community and they were a part of our annual Cherokee Indian Fair, which we hold here in October. We were also able to come in and do a pep rally of sorts and a mini clinic at that time just to show and build and grow that the community, it's not one-sided. We are working to be able to host more things out there for the Atlanta Braves fan base and educate. That is our goal, is to educate about who we are as Native Americans, as Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. We are not the entire voice for Native country. However, the Braves understand that, and they don't put it out like that either. They know that it is one partnership with one individual Native tribe. But they've done they've done a really good job at reaching out and also being willing to come into our community and not always making us travel to Atlanta and get down there and try to host things. They've sent staff here to be immersed fully in our community and to learn historical pieces, go through our museums, have lectures, try traditional foods. And so the willingness that the Braves organization is trying to do by reaching out to this community has been very helpful and good for our people. We have a lot of Braves fans here in Cherokee, so they're very excited about about what we've been trying to do. Well, you mentioned the, the the Braves Cultural Committee. Just for our listeners, maybe maybe that's the first time they're hearing of that committee. Can you just tell them or educate them on what that committee is and also what your role or on it involves? So the Atlanta Braves Cultural Committee was started in really late 2019, formed in early 2020. And for this committee, they actually had to take it to our tribal council and get it. They had to get the committee approved so that people could be kind of representatives from our tribe. And so Chief Sneed, he was able to have two choices. He could put two members on the committee and tribal council had one choice. I was the tribal council select. So that is how I was put on the committee when it started. And then of course, COVID hit. And so in 2020, we didn't really, we launched the Atlanta Braves Cultural Committee. However, we didn't really get to dive in and, and try to piece together what can we do with this partnership? How can we build and how can we grow between both entities? And so we just kind of spitballed, had a lot of Zoom meetings. And now our goal through the Atlanta Braves Cultural Committee is to bring education about our tribe. The Braves also help utilize it to educate the fan base, to educate themselves, and also build community here with the clinics, with the um, Atlanta Braves RBI program for our youth Little League baseball teams here. And we've also been able to help the Gadua Academy with raising money for the Cherokee language revitalization. And we're hoping that that continues and that way they can donate pieces back here to help small parts of our culture survive and grow. And so those are the goals for the Atlanta Braves Cultural Committee. There are two members of us right now, uh, myself and Ashley Martin. We initially had three. And so hopefully soon we get back up to full 
And we're all just committee members. We're here to advise and inform. And also we do a lot of events planning, which is not something that um, initially I thought would be a part of it. However, it is some a really fun piece. And just to see what we can build and grow is it's been a it's been a good time. It's been a whirlwind. But it's been fun. Well, I'm glad you brought up the the piece about language, and I wanted to ask you about syllabary. Right? Is that how I pronounce that correctly? Is the official language your official language? Syllabary. Our official language is Cherokee. We speak Cherokee language. Okay. The syllabary is was created by Sequoia in the 1800s, and that's our alphabet. Got it. It's Got a it. series of syllables um, and characters. There are 86 characters in the Cherokee language. So we call that the Cherokee syllabary, which is the Cherokee alphabet. Nice. Well, I, I know that you've been a big part of us incorporating that into some of our games. So I've seen it up on the big screen, which is really interesting. I've seen some jerseys made, some T-shirts. And so I know that that's very important to you guys because I've heard some not so good stats about that about that being a, a kind of a crisis mode as far as that language going away and how you guys are really trying to combat that. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Our our language is is dying out and it has reached a level of red alert and our tribe itself has worked on trying to combat that. We do have a Gadua Academy, that is what it's called, and it is a immersive school from pre-K all the way through eighth grade. And children, whenever they go to that, they're only they're only allowed to speak Cherokee in school. So that is one way that we're trying to save the language. There are so many generations that have missed speaking the language that there is this gap between completely fluent elder speakers. I believe there's only approximately 145 fluent speakers left in our tribe and they're all at a, at a certain age level. And then we also have our second language learners, which they have dedicated themselves to learning the language as much as they could. And now the second language learners are teachers at the, the Gadua Academy. The goal, the goal is to get as many second language learners now before the fluent speakers are all gone. I currently am in a Cherokee language class. I'm a very, I'm a beginner, but you have to start somewhere and it is all up to us to be dedicated to try to save our language. And they also started the CLMAP, I believe, C-L-M-A-P at Gadua, and that is for an older age level that they do Cherokee language M-A-P. I don't remember the acronym, uh, <laughs> the whole name for it, but what it is, is it is adult language learners. And even if you are a very beginner, it's a full year of immersive learning and they actually pay you to be a part of this. So it could be considered a part-time job. You have to spend up to so many hours per week dedicating to being in a classroom and to only speaking Cherokee. So that is another way that they've been able to try to get people in my generation who didn't grow up hearing the language a lot back into it. And then how can we grow upon that? What is this next level beyond that? So hopefully that starts producing a lot more adult language learners. And then we are able to speak to all these children that are coming through the youth age. 
school system. That's great. Well, Laura, thank you so much for taking the time. What well, last question for me, and I mentioned at, at the top that I, I can't wait to come up there and visit you guys. Every time I've been to any part of Western North Carolina, it's, it's beautiful up there. I've been to Boone and Banner Elk a number of times. And so I, Cherokee's number one on my list. For folks who are planning to visit Cherokee for the first time, what will they experience and, and what might they learn while they're there? Cherokee offers a little something for everybody, honestly. Um, the great thing that I can say is it is a slower kind of calmer pace of life we have a lot of nature right out of right outside our back doors we have a lot of culture everywhere you go here so it depends on what you're what you're wanting to experience but on the cultural side, we have the Museum of the Cherokee Indians. We have the Okanalefti Indian Village, which I am the program director for Cherokee Historical, and I run that venue. And then we also have Mountain Side Theater, which does Under These Hills, the outdoor production. And we have signage here written in Cherokee language. So you, you'll kind of be immersed whenever you roll into town with some some cultural elements. You want to dig deeper than that. There are other programs that go on in the community. But ecotourism here is blowing up. We have tons of hiking trails. We have uh, excellent fishing. You know, you can get you a permit and stay on the riverbanks all day here in Cherokee. We also have mountain bike trails. We have river walks. We have, you know, local eateries that are owned by local members. And so it's just, it's worth coming to check out, get away from the hustle and bustle of daily life. You know, our our community and our culture is very nature-based, very natural balance we believe in. And so it's a great place to come and you can just sit on, uh, rent a cabin, sit on the creek side, connect to nature and heal your soul. Honestly, you can really do that here. That's great. Well, thank you, Laura, for being a part of Behind the Braves. And and then you and I, we need to get together and look at the schedule for this spring and summer and see when we can get get some clinics up there. So let's make sure we do that uh, before it gets too late, okay? Absolutely. All right. Well, you have a great day. Good seeing you. Thanks so much, Laura. You too.